or something, two garden plots with Skeletor. I am Skeletor. Riley, I see that you are also here today. Um, yep, I am. I see. Why would I not be? I don't know, Riley. You tell me. Why wouldn't you be? I have no idea. You're the one who started this. Did I? Wow, you are extra weird today. Okay, is this about my hat? Because I just felt like wearing one, so don't make it a thing. Well, it could be about the hat or the weird wig you are wearing, but this time it isn't. Good, then we don't have to talk about either of those things. Let's start with the plant of the episode. What about the ZZ plant? I've been really thinking about getting one, and... No, instead, let's talk about tricky plants. Liar plants. Treasonous plants. I don't think a plant can be treasonous. Well, who am I to argue, since you would know, wouldn't you? So, let us highlight some camouflaging plants that have mastered the art of subterfuge. You might be thinking, why would a plant need camouflage? Well, a plant not wishing to be eaten can hardly run, so a disguise is required. Plants, like some of my minions, can hide their true natures. For example, the Caladium studenarii folium feigns illness, developing a variegated pattern to fool the moths that would like to use it as a nursery for their caterpillars. Lithops are a plant that appear like small, colorful stones, thus hiding themselves to avoid becoming a snack. Now the Lithops, as a succulent, is experiencing an increase in popularity, mostly with fools that have been assured succulents are low maintenance. I can already hear you itching to buy a pallet of them, but unless you'd like to watch them become a leggy mess, Wait until the succulent episode to succumb to your whims. I thought anyone could grow a succulent. I thought that was the whole point of them. Don't fall for the marketing. Now, the Drosera, or Sundew, is far more aggressive, pretending to be covered in delicious nectar, when really, it is luring insects into touching a sticky sap that will trap them, allowing the Sundew to absorb them to feed its own growth, and presumably also, because it's a spiteful and vicious plant that takes pleasure in destroying the lives of others. Like so many things in this world, that which appears to be trustworthy rarely is. That's a little more grim than you usually get on the show. Perhaps I have reason to. Perhaps this will be appreciated for the public service it is, warning people that there is treachery everywhere, even in the garden, even where you least expect it. I mean, I guess? I don't guess, Riley. I know. And speaking of things that you should know, listeners, when it comes to your garden, you must always be prepared for betrayal. The moment you let yourself relax, believe that you have properly vetted your seedlings, threatened the weeds and insects to compliance, and are peacefully watering, there, there, through your superior yet somehow apparently insufficient mulching job, there, a host of weeds, displacing your straw. And you, should you be so unobservant to let the weed take root, you find yourself, without gardening gloves, staring down your enemy. When was the last time you went anywhere without your gardening gloves? You have a formal pair for black tie events. That is not the point, Riley. The point is that you find yourself unprepared in the face of betrayal. It could be anything. Trying to drown a squash bug with the flood setting on your sprayer nozzle. Sudden structural failure of a tomato cage. Gophers sucking your root vegetables underground. That only happens in cartoons. No, that nightmare is real. But what do you do? You confront the problem. You, 
as a gardening overlord, will not allow such insurrection on your watch. You will bring it to the weed or squash bug or gopher, etc., and say, If you think I will let you sit here, receive my wisdom, lounge about in my AC, and eat my popcorn, you have another thing coming. Well, there's your problem. I sure wouldn't touch your vegetables if popcorn was an option. It's a metaphor. Aha! So you admit, all those times you were talking about misunderstood plants, you were talking about yourself. No, I... uh, That's different. And I told you not to buy popcorn on the company card. I didn't. Just because Beastman, Merman, and Evelyn did is not my fault. We were having a popcorn potluck. A popluck. Hmm. You're no fun today. (laughs) Don't get weird about it. You're fun sometimes. Deal with it. Oh, I am dealing with it, Riley. Rest assured on that count. Where's your snack, Skeletor? Hordak, how pleasant of you to just barge in whenever you feel like it. Snacks are in the kitchen, where most people put them. Not that it matters, lunch is in an hour. Can't wait. I've got to eat a light snack every hour to keep my metabolism up. Not all of us decide to just let ourselves go the way you have. How dare you! I am a god! Sure you are, bud. There's a god of food and sleeping. So where do you keep your popcorn? There's no popcorn. Fine. I'll send Trapjaw for something. He's not doing anything useful. He's weeding the squash bed and checking for beetles. He can do that later. How can you live in a house without any popcorn? How can I live in a house with you for the next several weeks? What's that? I said, fine, send Trapjaw. Just stay out of my way. There's nowhere to sit out here. Then sit somewhere else, away from here. You're right. There's got to be something more interesting in this fortress than whatever you and this wig minion behind the big plant are doing. It's a philodendron! Man, I hate that we have to deal with him. I can't hear you when you are hiding behind that philodendron. I said, I hate that we have to deal with him. What I mean was, I like not hearing you. And speaking of things that must be dealt with, plant ailments. Yes, sometimes they are contracted through contagion, but more insidious still is the unknown, the unseen, the terrible things hidden in a plant's DNA, the mosaic virus. This horrific, malevolent disease. I thought you liked evil things. I thought you were all about evil. Evil is very different from depravity. Evil is cool. Betrayal is repugnant. You're just making this up as you go. No, just because you are too young to understand nuance doesn't mean I don't. There is depth to evil. Layers. And with that, rules that I know and everyone else should know And if they don't, then there is something profoundly wrong with their moral compass. Okay. Never thought I'd hear you say moral compass. The mosaic virus, for instance, has no moral compass. It is dastardly, built into the DNA of some plants, but all can be corrupted by it. And if they are, then you will be beset with poorly plants, stunted in their growth, riddled with crinkly, deformed leaves. If it insinuates itself into your garden bed early enough, you can say goodbye to your gourds. Any fruits your plants even manage to produce will be inedible. Their taste too bitter to endure. Almost as bitter as realizing the scope, the depth of the duplicity that has been undertaken behind your back. Did Beastman scoot on the rug again? He better not have. But no, that is not what I am referring to. Okay, and what are you referring to? In due time. Be advised, listeners, as prolific as the mosaic virus is, it is equally mutable. 
Its appearance will vary based on the plant it is affecting. That said, if the leaves of your garden plants take on a mottled, blistered appearance, if leaves fail to develop properly, or if your tomatoes are growing in small and misshapen, then you likely have mosaic virus. You would like a cure, a salve of some kind, I'm sure. Well, there is none. Once it takes hold, your only recourse is to uproot the infected plants and destroy them. Disinfect all tools that have come into contact with the plants, lest the infection continue. Your garden may be drastically reduced in the process, but better that than to leave yourself vulnerable to the continued onslaught against your... your... garden. Seriously? Once it starts, you can't do anything about it? Some things cannot be fixed. If you are looking to protect your garden from this curse, then trust nothing! Some weeds act as carriers of the virus, so weed regularly and viciously. Aphids and leafhoppers are also carriers, and should be kept away from your garden via aluminum foil mulch or companion planting. Appropriate minion plants can often deter the worst ravages. You can also call in an ally, the one garden accomplice that will never let you down, the ladybug. Ladybugs will gladly feast upon every available aphid and young leafhopper in your garden. I didn't know they were predators. Ladybugs are metal. What they are is loyal. You can purchase them at your local nursery, but they prefer the leaves of certain plants, so if you want to ensure your ladybugs continue their battle against pests, throw in some dill, fennel, cilantro, or other feathery-leafed herbs into your garden. And that is all that can be done in the fight to control mosaic virus. Jeez, is gardening always this, I don't know, sad? Gardening is not sad, it's practical, it's realistic. So you plant a bunch of stuff every year knowing that a bunch of it might randomly die, or get eaten, or just not produce anything? Gardening is the act of trying to eke out some measure of control and satisfaction in this treacherous, misbegotten world. That's like the saddest thing you've ever said. And you've said some pretty sad things. Fine. There is an element of pathos. But if that is the cost of biting victoriously into a ripe peach still warm from the summer sun, then perhaps the lonely suffering of the gardener has been worth it. Alright, I'll admit. Peaches are pretty good. They are. And they have a low incidence of treachery. Did you find out about the whole loosening the bolts on your bed frame thing? Is that why you're being like this? Because I had nothing to do with that. What? No. And the joke's on anyone who tries to tamper with my belongings while I'm away. I burn all of them upon my return and buy new ones to prevent sabotage. Okay, well that sounds expensive. You can't put a price on safety. That's not what you said when Trapjaw asked for a guardrail on the lava moat. You can't put a price on my safety. That said, we are easily able to put a price on the safety of Beastman. A price that will be in the negatives if he continues his campaign of rug scooting. Speaking of the mendacity of that particular minion, we must ask ourselves the perennial question. Will it kill Beastman? Now Beastman knows not to eat the tomato plants, but knowing that and following my orders is apparently difficult for some of my minions. Don't look at me, tomatoes are gross. If only Beastman felt that way. As it happens, the fruit is fine for ingesting, but the plant matter is not so forgiving. Beastman gnawed on one of my lucky cross tomato plants, and the resulting effects meant that not only was Beastman sickly, but also unable to stay still. Tomato foliage can cause nervous excitement, unfortunately, which meant having to chase him all throughout Snake Mountain, cleaning up after his hacking and foaming, and then ambushing him with tum-tum rubs. Tomatoes! Will it kill Beastman? Almost. 
But if he tries that again with my heirlooms, it certainly will. Skeletor, I'm borrowing your swim trunks. If you need me, I'll be in the hot tub. Hordak, that hot tub is for evil overlords only. <laughs> I guess I'll be the first to use it then. I am orders of magnitude more evil an overlord than you. Let's not get into an evil staff measuring contest, especially since it'll just be embarrassing for you. Who's that hiding behind the chaise lounge? Just looking for my contacts. Well, stop looking for them. You have sound to edit. Ah, nerd stuff. I get it. I'll be in the hot tub. Let me know when lunch is ready. Nerd stuff? Nerd stuff is breathing air and having food to eat nerd stuff. Plants are being alive stuff. Is being alive for nerds? Is it, Hordak? He's just like that. As if his little machines and devices aren't nerd stuff. Ha! Take that, Horde dork. Are you just going to practice insults in case he comes back? I don't need to practice. My delivery is perfect. Okay, well, I really need to go and work on homework, so... Oh, looking for an excuse to get away? Feeling guilty, perhaps? No, feeling like I need to study for my physics quiz. A likely story. I know, usually I just wing those ones and do all right, but I'm trying to make the honor roll this semester. Well, not trying, but sort of not messing and it up. And for our next segment, feral foliage. Some plants that you see growing wild appear harmless, if homely. Plants that are easy to ignore until they turn on you. Today, while walking the edge of the forest, I saw some buttercups. Some might have been delighted by these cheery flowers, but I know better than to be fooled so easily. Buttercups may appear friendly, but their sap can cause a blistering rash that would make any bouquet maker sorry for appreciating them. Oh, by the way, I'm vegan, so make sure whatever you cook for lunch is meat and dairy-free. I don't eat gluten either. No one cares about your mind-numbing dietary concerns. Go chew on a raw turnip for all I care. If you don't have anything ready, I can just make my watermelon basil gazpacho. No! no! Fine. But I'll have you know that Morden Mamsey thought it was delicious. He's never met Morden Mamsey. He just likes to say that because he thinks it makes him sound cool. It makes him sound like the kind of person Morden Mamsey would get along with, which is easily the bigger insult. I just wish he wouldn't keep breaking in here. I have to keep diving under the desk. For things that I've dropped. Yeah, he surprises me. I drop stuff, and then I have to dive under the desk and get it until he leaves. You know, it does remind me of this week's sponsor, Plainly Preserved. Know that every 15 seconds a house gets broken into. That may seem high, but my personal stats are somewhere around every 30 minutes, if the house you are talking about is the royal palace. How can you protect the things you love, you may be wondering? Well, you can't. Not from me, but from lesser, more prosaic villains, you can use Plainly Preserved, the home security system for the rest of you. Plainly Preserved keeps an eye out when you can't, deterring intruders and alerting the royal guard when your home has been accessed. But what about the intruders that are already in your lair? Can Plainly Preserved do anything about the insidious influences infiltrating your most inviolable sanctums? Even your podcasting studio? It cannot. It seems there is nothing that will prevent such violations. You know, if you don't want Hordak to come in, I could just lock the door. I will happily lock him out for you. Like, you don't know how happily. Hordak, hmm. Yes, he was certainly... One of the people I was talking about. Right, so is that a yes on locking him out? You know, I'll, I'll just go ahead and do that. No, that won't be necessary. Why? 
I like knowing where my enemies are, where they are coming from, what stool they sit on at all times. Okay. Or you could just make sure they don't come in? And finally, a leaf it to me. Sure, fine. Please, let's just get this weird day over with. Though I am going to do something a little bit different this time, listeners. I will not read a letter sent to me, but instead I will answer a question written in to my arch-nemesis, Queen Marlena. Oh, that's an interesting change. Are you sure? Very. It is an interesting change for an interesting letter. Dear Queen Marlena, I was gifted with a rubber plant. It is very important that this plant do well, but I just can't seem to get it to thrive. I've adjusted the watering schedule to whenever the soil feels dry and moved it to a brighter location, but I still see it losing leaves. What can I do? Signed, uh, I'm not doing a pun name, just put R. R is fine. Oh, what a coincidence. Do you know who would ask such a question, Riley? No. I think you do. I think you know exactly who would ask such a question, because you are that person. No way, you can't prove that was me. Ah, you see, I do not need to. Because unlike me, you are not evil, and so when I ask you, you will tell me the truth. Riley, did you go behind my back, betraying my trust in you, and write to my sworn nemesis, Queen Marlena, and ask for advice about the rubber plant I gifted you with? Okay, yes, but I did it for a reason. I knew it! Why didn't you come to me? I gave you explicit instructions to come to me, and I would save it from certain death. Why did you go behind my back? Uh, because do you know how hard it is dealing with someone who is absolutely never happy with anything? You are the most impossible person on the entire planet, and for some reason I don't hate you. Even though I definitely should, because you're a jerk face like 80% of the time. Look, I just didn't want to disappoint you. Of course you would disappoint me! Everyone disappoints me. I am surrounded by a sea of disappointments at all times. I am an island unto myself. I expect and prepare for disappointment at all times. You've met Beast Man. Well, great. You can just keep being an island and the rest of us will just keep on, I don't know, disappointing you forever. You know what? I'm sorry I even tried. Don't be sorry you tried. Be sorry that you went to my sworn gardening rival and asked her advice when I am right here, and you could have just asked. Oh yeah, because you would have been so great about it. Except no, you would have been a jerk, just like you're being now. I might not have been a jerk. I said might. Great odds. I guess even a century plant blooms once in a while too, huh? You learned another plant fact? Yeah, because I'm trying, which is a lot more than I do for most people, and you should frankly be grateful, because my guidance counselor would kill for me to be this dedicated to anything. But no, because it's you, and because you're the kind of jerk you are, you can't appreciate anything ever. And you know what? That's crap. You are so lucky that anyone even puts up with you. You just stomp all over everyone whenever you're in a mood, which is always, and then complain about it. Can you even do one nice thing that isn't about you? Can you even think about other people for one second? I'm thinking about how nice it would be if you weren't here! Great! We're on the same page! Finish the stupid episode by yourself, then. Fine by me! I'm sure I can figure it out! How hard can it be? Skills, what are you yelling about in there? Catch sight of yourself in the mirror? <laughs> Go away! I've told you I'm recording the podcast!
I spilled gluten-free IPA in your hot tub. You should probably have that fish guy clean it out. You know, this little side project of yours takes a lot of time that you should be committing to your bottom line, and... Riley? Riley, what are you doing here? Nothing, Uncle Hordak. Just leaving. Uncle! That's not an explanation, and it certainly doesn't explain that ridiculous disguise. Although I can understand being ashamed of being seen with Skeletor. Riley, we will be talking about this. If you were looking for some practical minion experience, you could have done so much better. No one could do better than me! And yes, Riley, we will be talking about this. Uncle Hordak? I don't think there's a lot to talk about. I was helping Skeletor, for class credit, obviously. I would never help Skeletor just because. And now I'm done. This has been Garden Plots with Jerkface. Come back next time if you like unreasonable expectations. I don't think I will. You... what? You can't leave this way! I mean, end the podcast this way! Watch me. You're out of IPA. Garden Plots with Skeletor is written by Marissa Bond, Megan Bob, and Nathaniel Hubbard, and edited by Dan Mulcairn. Our theme song is Daydream by Rafael Medina, and our logo was created by Kit Mulcairn. Skeletor is played by Dan Mulcairn. Riley is played by Kit Mulcairn. Hordak is played by Chris Sims. Additional music from filmmusic.io by Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com, used under a Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 international license. He-Man and the Masters of the Universe and all associated characters are property of their owners. You can reach us at gardenplotswithskeletor at gmail.com, on Tumblr at gardenplotswithskeletor.tumblr.com, or on Twitter at garden underscore plots. You can donate to Skeletor's schemes on Ko-fi at ko-fi.com slash gardenplotswithskeletor. Thank you for listening.